Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you for joining me. Hey, so we're like almost all the way through February. How much quicker was February than January? I mean, it's like night and day. January, I'm pretty sure, lasted eight years. So this is like insanely fast. And I know that I'm not alone in feeling that way. A lot of people have been feeling that way. Um, The reason why it was particularly long for me was because I was very sick. But I'm pretty much better now, and that feels fantastic. So I actually um, made a post yesterday evening on my optimistically depressed Instagram account uh, where I talked about how depression really can sneak up on me and I got some incredible feedback um, I, I mean a lot of people that I've talked to about this have have said the same thing that it's just it just you just don't really notice that you're not doing that great until somebody usually until somebody else is like wait but how are you and like are you really taking care of yourself And that's what has happened to me. Thankfully, I have a few people in my life that can like really ask me that question. And, um, and I feel like I can really answer that question and a lot. And sometimes when I'm not really doing that great, I just like don't really know how to answer the question. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because I never really stopped to pay attention to what the signs are and I don't notice them until I'm looking back, but Um, if you didn't see the post, like I just kind of talk about how it usually starts with just being pretty numb. Like I suddenly just don't really feel anything. And then I stop doing the extra things that I usually enjoy doing. I mean, I'm, I kind of enjoy exercise. I like, I exercise inside. I get to watch TV while I do it. So it's a bit of a treat. And when I stop doing that, then usually everything else quickly follows and it doesn't take much longer until I'm just like pretty depressed. So um, I'm going to try to pay more attention in the future to see if maybe I can kind of catch those warning signs before it gets too far. But I just want to say I'm really thankful for the community that I have around me of people who can sincerely ask like how I'm doing like am I taking care of myself and then I'm also just like really grateful how for how I can put these posts out to all of you and the feedback that I get from all of you is really encouraging it's just really nice to know that I'm not alone so I got to do another episode with Verity she is so inspiring and she actually so a few weeks ago she messaged me and she let me know that she's going to be climbing uh Everest to the the base camp and that blew my mind and I really wanted to um talk more about that because I I've only watched like a couple documentaries and um like my husband Sean is really into mountaineering and so he's shared some stuff about Everest with me but it just like the mindset that you have to have to be able to keep going uh when you're cold or when you're tired and you're like trudging through snow and I just I can't even imagine how taxing that would be And it fascinates me how this is something that people 
train for, aspire to do, and then they go ahead and they do it. And from the limited interviews that I've had with people who've done it and not, and sorry, I have not had personal interviews with people who've done it. The interviews that I've listened to of people who've done it, there's just a lot of uh, talk about how it really involves the being in the right headspace. Like you have to have a certain mentality and Verity has that mentality. I know that because we've had several conversations before. I've actually gone in and gotten hypnotherapy from her which is something that I highly recommend. And uh, yeah, you, you, and, and in fact, you should check out Verity Vale. She does hypnotherapy and uh, you'll be able to find her in my post on um, like Instagram um, and likely Facebook and everywhere else. But uh, yeah, you need to check that out. She's incredible. And she from the conversations that we've kind of had in the past just because we'll we'll get together and have coffee and um and talk more she just has a certain drive to her that is very inspiring for me to be around because it helps me kind of get out of the stuck feeling that I can get into and she's so encouraging and and really smart like brilliant and uh, very thoughtful. So I'm really happy that I got to do another podcast, uh, another podcast with her, and that I get to share it with all of you. So um, I think that's everything I'm going to say for now. But definitely check her out for hypnotherapy because she's very good at it, and uh, I found it to be really beneficial. And yeah, just enjoy this episode. Washington cool <laughs> yeah but you can see it from Vancouver it's oh, this like cool. huge mountain that when you're in Vancouver City you see this like giant mountain and we were there a few years ago and he he was always he was constantly pointing out this mountain and he was just like one day I'm climbing that mountain that's cool so he's now made plans to climb it with one of our friends and so that's he's awesome. been training and he's been on the stairs that's cool so when's he doing that then he's doing it in May Oh, awesome. Yeah. Same time So as me. both of you are going to be going. We'll both be up mountains. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you climbing? I am going to Mount Everest Base Camp. Which is cool. insane. <laughs> well, 5,364 meters of it. It's cool. And oh then my there's gosh. another peak called, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. How embarrassing. Um, it begins with K. Anyway, that one's slightly higher, so we're going to do that the next day as well. So we'll be going, I think, 5,600-ish metres. So it's quite exciting. So definitely need to get some training in. Yeah. And so that must be like every time you're going to the gym, like that would be your motivation. Like, okay, well, I got to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's such good motivation. Like I say, I don't think I've ever been to the gym four times in a week before. And it's so nice to be able to go and have a goal as opposed to, oh, I just want to do some cardio or I just want to you know look good or be thin or whatever it is you know all those yeah. different motivations that you know, historically I may have had and uh, now it's like yep no I'm doing it I'm doing it with a purpose and so I've got specific exercises to do and you know kind of building up my core and my back strength and like my legs and stuff so it's it's really good and it's really focused my mind as well to be able to go to the gym which is really nice that is yeah 
That's really cool. I like it blows my mind. And so what is it? Okay, so there's physical training. There must yeah. be mental training as well because like that's the other thing, right? That I mean, I'm not a mountaineer. Mm-hmm. Um but my understanding from talking with Sean about it, talking with other people that do it, it's like yeah, you have to physically train, but it's also like it is in your mentality towards it. Yeah, I think so. And I think the stuff that I'm probably sort of more doing would be like researching the people that have done it before, like people that have written blogs, um, you know, magazine. I mean, there's tons of stuff. There's loads of people that have written about it. Um, reading books about people that have actually kind of gone to the actual summit and stuff. They're quite cool. Um, so kind of researching about the area, uh, the local people, the culture, the customs and things like that as well to kind of prepare for that. In terms of like the physical toll that it's going to have on your body, like that altitude sickness is the biggest thing that you can't really train for. So to kind of prepare yourself mentally that maybe you might get sick, even if you're fit and healthy and you're the fittest person on the planet, you still could get altitude sickness. And so then that could preclude you from going up to certain heights. So kind of being aware and prepared that that could be a possibility. Um, so it's kind of managing expectations almost really, I think. Um, and also just being super excited and optimistic and cheerful and happy and utterly delighted that I've got this amazing opportunity that I'm able to go um, go to Everest, go and see the world's highest point. It's just amazing. So I think the excitement is kind of, that would just get me through anything. That's like the probably the most helpful bit mentally to have is just to have that sheer delight that I have this incredible opportunity. So yeah, I guess that's it. I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> Okay, that is so cool. Also, it's um, one of the things that I've been thinking about, you kind of touched on it, is how people, like these people that like kind of accomplish these things that many of us would kind of be like, I could never do that. I think that it's kind of like this ability to focus on the future, like on that goal that is in the future. And you're kind of like, no, no, I'm going through all of this pain or whatever discomfort right now because I, I'm aware of what I'm wanting to accomplish at the end. Yeah. Like sort of keeping your eye on the prize sort of thing. It's the whole keeping. And it's like, I, you know, of course we all know that saying, Mm. I think that it was like, for me anyway, it was like, I needed to actually learn what that saying really meant. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like, you know, these sayings that we are just in our culture, you know them, but then it's like, you actually miss the the point of it. Like, you right. Are, right. And so I think that I'm at this point in my life anyway, that I'm like starting to be starting to understand where all these things came from. Right. Yeah. So uh, I like that you explained it in a way that was like, um, I can, I just have like a deeper understanding of what you're actually saying right yeah and it's just you don't always necessarily need to know the path of how you're going to get somewhere so if you kind of you know and that's the beauty of kind of visualizations and stuff like that as well you say well this is what I'm going to get to and it's just having that belief system that you're going to be able to get to it and that's I think we've spoken about it before is that reticular activating center in in the the brain that bundle nerves at the back that filters out all the unnecessary stuff as long as we send a nice clear message into our brains our subconscious to say this is what we want to do, the brain will figure it out. And it doesn't matter. You know, if you set your GPS to go to Cape Breton, you don't know from here to there. I mean, you might do, you might be really good at directions to Cape Breton, but, you know, um, let's say you wanted to go to Maine. We'll go to Maine today. Um, You wouldn't know how to get there, but you're just going to plug it into the GPS and you're going to trust that it's going to get you to that end 
location. You can't see Maine yet, but you know that you're going to get there somehow. And it's the same with kind of like life goals or plans or things that you want to do. Have that dream, have that hope, have that something that you want to work towards. Even if you can't see the steps at the moment, you'll find them. They'll come. I first wanted to climb Everest or go to Everest Base Camp when I was in my early 20s. I'm going to be 40 this year. So that's quite a long time to have had a goal and to kind of, you know, and it's not something that I thought about all of the time, but actually it was quite interesting because I did, I said that when I said, oh, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to climb to Everest Base Camp. And I said it and it didn't happen. Just, you know, life happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And then it's kind of, it, it's kind of come up in my path. And it's really interesting because I listened to an interview I did the other day and I used the example of Everest Base Camp. You know, if you say to someone, um, oh, I want to go to Everest Base Camp. And all these little bits will start coming into their lives. Like there'll be a um, trekking magazine on um, Nepal. There'll be some hiking boots that are on offer and all these little bits. Once you've said that message and you said, this is what I'm going to do, all these, you start to really notice the things around you. It's not that they necessarily weren't there before, but it's, you've got that focus. So you've sent it through that bundle of nerves at the back of your head. And then you're able to kind of pick out the things that are going to help you on that way. So those little steps, even if you don't know them, they will become apparent. Yeah. Yeah. So have, have a goal. Oh, I love that. Even if it seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think actually um, last year, my goal was to go to space. Really? I, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how that's going to happen, but one day, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> okay. You and Sean are very similar because that's also one of his goals. Oh, really? Yeah. He's oh, just like, cool. yeah, he's just like, I want to go to space. And, uh, and he, and Everest is definitely... He he kind of talks like no I won't do it because like he won't he he won't stomach it because I'm he's looked at the statistics of people that like don't make it and yeah um and I'm like uh hi <laughs> I still want you around don't do this yes <laughs> but um but he he's always been fascinated with it and he's mm. like really getting into. That kind of thing. Anyway, well, I'll bring my photo crazy. collection around when I get back. What's that? I'll bring my photograph collection around when oh I get goodness. back. Oh my goodness. He will, yeah, he'll lose his mind. Um, what is it about it? Like, what is it about climbing or mountaineering that has you so, like, intrigued? I don't know, really. I just, one of my favorite things is when you get up a mountain and you are higher than, like, the cloud level. And so it looks like you have an ocean. So the clouds are like the ocean. And then you get these little mountain tops that just peek out at the top of it. And they're like little islands. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like this amazing, enchanted, beautiful place. I just absolutely adore being up in the mountains and just having that incredible view. And especially when you've like walked up it yourself as well. And it's your own legs that's got you above those clouds. And I just think it's kind of nice that, you know, physically, if we can lift ourselves up above those clouds and mentally we can be able to do it as well um and I just I just really like the feeling that I have when I'm out hiking anywhere really but just kind of when you're up a mountain it's just it's just beautiful it's just beautiful yeah I just love it so what other mountains have you climbed so last year we did um and my pronunciation will probably be horrible but this okay. um it's Mount Katahdin or Katahdin Katahdin which... I've done Katahdin have you <clears throat> yeah oh my gosh which way did you go up we went up through the notch and the um knife edge it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying it's terrifying yes yes we um when we went up that ridge part of it like the knife edge oh. we my husband and I have like really bad luck with weather. So we climb mountains and the weather will be terrible. Yes. And so we don't get a view. Oh, and so no. we had that when we were at Katahdin, the weather was dreadful. And 
as we got up to the knife edge bit, it started to clear a little bit and you started to see the drop. Ugh. It was like, oh my goodness. And we were like, I don't think I'm going to go back down that way. So we walked further and went down a different way, which was still pretty challenging. But that's what we did too. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Because so I think we probably did the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. it was really windy the day that we did it. Oh gosh, really? So, you know, like there are parts on the knife edge where you're having to kind of like, um, you have to basically hug mm-hmm. the side. Yep. And like, put your feet out and around like certain rocks and everything yeah. right yeah. and then like when and then it was windy so it was like kind of pulling us around yeah and I'm just like that was my first time climbing a mountain oh wow oh, bless you thank you <laughs> <laughs> that is really quite a challenging one for your first one it was yeah it was I mean I guess I, I climbed a couple uh, I climbed a couple like much smaller mountains out in BC yeah and it was gorgeous it was and I really enjoyed it so Yes, but that was like my first like serious mountain that mm. I climbed, and that's cool. It was, and I Sean had climbed it before, mm-hmm. so he was behind me, and you know that one part where like near the end, like the second half of the knife edge, where it's like all these boulders, yeah. But then like they're only like a few feet wide, if I remember correctly, yeah. And then it's just like drop, like but you're you, going up as well, aren't you? You're kind of like going up and along, and it's just yes. steep and narrow, yes, yeah. And you're like, if I fall, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm doing a crab walk. I did a butt scuffle crab walk all yeah. along that. And Sean was standing behind me. It's windy. I look back and I'm just like, you're insane. <laughs> and he's just laughing at me because like, maybe I was being overly cautious, but I was just like, I'm not dying today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I have I'm, other things I want to do. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, that uh, when you like you get up to that other like little peak, that's like, um, then you go across that other like wider spine that goes up to the, to the top to the top to the yeah. summit. So we made it up to that, and then we're like kind of hopping from rock to rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean's like a little ways behind me, and I actually fell. Oh, I know. Yeah, I like. Um, I can't. I don't know exactly what happened, but my foot kind of slipped. It got caught between two boulders, and then I fell and I twisted my knee. Oh, that's and, not the place to do it, is right? It? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then I and it, and it hurt and. Um, Sean said that when he saw me do that, that was like, he got really scared because he thought that I was like really hurt. And for a second I thought maybe like, I, you know what, you know, when something like that happens, you're like thinking, but I'm up on a mountain. Like I have to walk down. Like there's there's no way, like there's no other way that this is going to happen. Yeah. So that was like, that was scary and a little discouraging, but I, of course I ended up being fine. I, my knee hurt a little bit. I think the adrenaline kind of like got me through the rest of the hike. Right. Um, and my knee was a little sore after, but mm. it wasn't, you know, it was like it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was in the moment, right? Yeah, it was terrifying. Anyway, oh. so I keep taking your story and turning it into my story. That's okay. Um, but <laughs> yes, um, Katahdin. yes. So Katahdin, um, we did Cadillac Mountain down also in Maine. Um, Bang- Bangor is it? Oh yeah, Bangor. Yeah, Bangor. Um, again, it's supposed to have this beautiful view over the main and like the sea and the um, islands and everything. Cloudy. Oh. Um, well, oh. we've done quite a bit in uh, France, so um, in the Alps there. Done oh my a bit gosh! Of kind of um, hiking up mountains, but that's really lovely. Um, England or Scotland and Wales, actually the whole the UK. Um, the highest 
peak in Scotland is Ben Nevis. So we've done hiking up around there. That's all really beautiful as well. And then in Wales, you've got Snowdon. And that, again, really beautiful, just lovely mountains. And actually, funnily enough, again, saying about the bad weather, when we went to New Zealand, there's supposed to be one of the most beautiful walks, like the seventh most beautiful walk in the world or something. Whoa. And it's over like active volcanoes. Oh my gosh. And so we went to do it. It's like a 20k hike. And it's supposed to be like, again, really beautiful, cloudy. Couldn't see anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're what so the... unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> but that said, you know, sometimes we have done hikes and we, get, we do get that beautiful view and you go above the clouds and then you get all of that really, just that, that enchanted kind of scenery. Yeah. Yeah. So. Question about the active volcanoes. Uh-huh. Were you like walking like over a volcano peak? Yeah. So there's like three peaks. I can't remember if they're all three volcanoes, if it's just one of them. It's not like, you know how when you see a volcano, you imagine like the lava kind of like bubbling up. Yeah. It's not like that. It's just like really rugged. And you can see where previous um, eruptions have kind of like happened. So there's no vegetation or anything up there. Um, and it's basically as you go on your hike, the, the guides will say to you or the people that, are, that drop you off, they're like, it could erupt. It could like, and the lava could flow. And then the... I can't remember what the other word is, but like when all the like the water and the dust and everything also comes together, that can rush down. That can be really like awful. And, you know, one of the people that was there said that they had been on it when it had erupted. So it's like a live volcano. I don't think it like erupts all the time, but it is a possibility. And they don't think they know when it's going to go either. I can't remember the name of it, but it's in New Zealand. It's very lovely. Or I imagine, I don't know. It, it was misty. <laughs> it was misty when you were there. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is like... Can you survive when, if it erupts and you're there? Well, if you get out of the way of the lava, I guess. How so. quick is it? Like I've seen- It's quite fast, isn't it? I think. Okay. Yeah. Because I, have, I haven't I have seen any footage of, I don't, oh no, no, no. It kind of splashes out, right? Like mm. it, that is terrifying. Yeah. I didn't really think about it that much. Okay. That probably helps. <laughs> that probably would help. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess it's kind of like, well, you know, it's not a problem right now and I'm only going to really think about it if it becomes if it an happens. issue. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you just worry about it happening and then you'd stop, you wouldn't do it and then you'd miss out on stuff. And so, you know, that's the whole big worry circle, isn't it? Like these are the things we worry about happening. And actually, if you just took a tiny wee slice of that circle, these are the things that could happen and it's tiny weeny. And then the actual things that will happen is like a dot inside that little slice. There's this big, massive worry that we have that just creates all this negativity and then that just makes us feel bad and stressed and worried and you know upsets the balance of the body um so don't worry about things try not to worry about the things that probably won't happen anyway and you know when we were there i did sort of have think well if the lava comes down this way then what would we do like would we run up that way or would you know just have like a little half an eye on sort of well this could be the contingency plan if required but don't worry about it so much that it's going to preclude you from doing stuff like we wouldn't leave our houses if we sort of worried I could yeah I um understand that better and better every day (laughs) how it's like you do have to eventually get to a point where you're actively choosing not to worry yes definitely but yeah Mm -hmm. I've been I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts oh have you yes and I I love I love it it's I think it's kind of like um a resurgence of popularity as far as true Mm. crime is uh goes but um, it is one of those things where uh, it's now making me think, OK, these different things could happen because I'm like, mm. I'm thinking um, I'm thinking, well, you know, don't go into the woods after the dark because that's when people could like that. It's mm. easy for people to get to uh, there and whatever. And 
it's one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, let's like take a step back and think about the possibility of that actually happening. Where's the line between properly, like just being aware Mm. and smart about it. And then when are you crossing over into worrying about it? Because it's like, right. And that's like, and there are some things that you probably shouldn't do, like go into the woods after dark on your own. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably a good idea to just stay out of that. Like, why would you do yeah, that? Just go in the daytime. Yeah, just go in the daytime. Yeah. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I find that it's kind of helped me be a bit more just like kind of sensible, perhaps in a way. Like, and not, I think, um, like things like, uh, okay, so when I went to New York mm-hmm. I, just this past November, I was, um, uh, ooh, I was waiting to get my Uber back to, oh, to a restaurant I was going to eat and then go back to the um, place I was staying. And this guy pulls up and he's like in this like fancy car or whatever. And then he's like, hey, where are you going? I can give you a ride. Mm-mm. And I was just like, no. And then he like hands me a car, a business card. And he's just like, no, I'm like this professional like limo, whatever driver. And I kind of wonder if the naive me, like, Hmm. several years ago would have been like, oh, it's fine. He has, like, this business card. Anyone can get a business card. True. So, um, anyway, I feel like it was, like, I was kind of aware enough to just be like, no, I'm not getting Mm. in the car with you, stranger. Yeah. Like... That's, that's probably wise right <laughs> just like you of course of course i'm not getting in the car with you are you kidding me and so that's good because i think mm. part of it is like i grew up in a small town right everyone kind of knows everyone so there's just like this like automatic trust that you have and i think i carried that with me mm. when i moved like when i moved even when i moved away right and now it's like i'm it's it's good for me to just kind of be like yeah don't just trust people mm. i think <laughs> like, there's, uh, there's probably there's a balance i think probably to be had isn't there there's yeah. like a little bit of kind of naivety is nice because it kind of you have that unjaded view of the of the world but i think that a level of sort of skepticism is probably useful because it keeps you alive. <laughs> yeah. And I think that a lot of it has to go back with trusting your own instincts. Oh, yeah. Which I know that for me growing up, there was like a lot of emphasis on just being polite, especially as a woman. Right. And that's something that I'm starting to be like, yeah, that's not important. That, that's not as important as just trusting your instincts. If something tells you something's off, trust that. Yeah. Spidey sense is useful. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was one thing that actually my um, one of my professors told me back in um, university like quite a while ago uh she told me Ruth your instincts are better than you think Mm. yes and she's like you need to trust yourself more and that was like and I don't know if she knows how helpful that was for her to have said that to me oh nice yeah because it was something that I really needed to hear Mm because I didn't trust myself right so that was really important and Mm -hmm. now I'm and that actually kind of just like started this venture this adventure of trying to listen to my my voice yeah and something that I'm now trying to put in my kids like it's just kind of like you know what trust your senses if something tells you something's off you listen to that sure yeah so anyway Hmm. it's to do with that whole what's the um I'm gonna swear are we all okay with this right now I'm fine cool fuck politeness Right. Yeah. It's kind of just going along with that. Like Mm. just like when it comes down to being nice or being safe. Right. Anyway. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Always be safe. Um, I feel like that kind of took a major turn. 
<laughs> the volcano thing fascinates me. Mm. It's one of those things that I'm, I, I am scared of. Right. But it also, it's like, oh, but I want to learn everything about it. Mm. And the fact that you actually walked across one. Yeah. Was there like a big opening? I couldn't see. It was so misty. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's like these beautiful like aquamarine lakes. There's like this oh big, my gosh. There's, we got to the top of one bit and then there's like a massive crater, oops, crater in it. And it kind of, I imagine that's what Mars would be like. It was kind of reddish. And then you kind of walk through the crater and then again, sort of do some climbing and stuff. So yeah, I wasn't really, I'll have to find out the name of the volcano and send you a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Mm. All right. Um, And so, so you're training now and so, so your next- your next mountain is Everest. Is Everest. Yep. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to have you back on after you do it. Oh, and yeah, I that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. That would be cool. All right. Just do that. And so are, is there any other kind of training that you need to do? Like you're, so you're doing your research, you're doing physical training. Yep. Keeping your mind in check. Yeah. Just kind like of focusing on the excitement. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And you know, you can... You can start to think about, oh, what if this? What if that? Like, oh, what about the plane? And you, you can kind of go down and worry, sort of shoot on things. But, you know, that again, that's that whole worry. And then you're just creating all that anxiety. And it's like, no, stop. Don't do that. Think about the lovely bits. But think about the positives. When you think about the positives, you can't think about the negatives at the same time. And so actually then that would just kind of make you feel better. So don't, don't think about the worry. Think about the good bits. I like that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, physical training... Um, I'm trying to teach myself a little bit of Nepalese as well. Hmm? Um, trying to teach myself a little bit of Nepalese. Uh, I don't really know much. Like Namaste, that's like hello. Oh, I know most oh people, the it's language. language. I didn't. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. I, at first, I was like, I don't know what. What is that? <laughs> is that an <laughs> exercise? What? Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So trying to teach myself a little bit of that. Um, yeah, and just reading reading stuff about it I think there's a really good um there's a good book I can't remember the name of it now but it's about uh Edmund Hillary's adventure when he kind of tried to summit yes yeah and that's a really good book so I might get that back out and read that one because that's quite cool oh my goodness yeah this is having me wanting to yeah get back into watching some more documentaries about it because Sean mm. and I will watch that stuff together too yeah I think there's quite a few on um either Netflix or Amazon Prime I think there's some mountain kind of programs on there yes yeah. yes we have both too so mm, cool <laughs> <laughs> okay now yes please tell me about how the trip has come about it's it's really quite exciting actually it's um and it's kind of one of those little ripple effect things okay. and like when you take one little action then something else will happen something else happens something else will happen yeah and so um as I said before when I was in my 20s I kind of made that comment oh I want to go and climb Everest and you know it, it has always it would be something that would be nice to do mm -hmm. um but it's never like a massive focus. Like I say, life kind of happens. And then anyway, so I was on a course, a social media um, course at the Chamber of Commerce that they put on. And we were on a day, it was a LinkedIn day. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was on LinkedIn. Blah, blah. And then this petition popped up. Um, a lad back in the UK, um, he was a police officer. And he is um, petitioning at the moment to get the government to kind of make mental health training mandatory in the police force. So every year you take a physical um thing for your like officer safety training so your baton and your handcuffs and stuff like that but actually nobody ever kind of gives you the mental resilience and so there are a lot of people that suffer you know 
frontline people in any of the emergency kind of services, they they see a lot of stuff. And so there's quite a few people that will suffer with, you know, anxieties, depressions, post-traumatic stress disorder. And so this chap um, is getting that petition, trying to get it through the government to get them to make mental health training and resilience mandatory before people get sick, which is a great idea because if you're looking after people's minds before they get sick, then they don't get sick and then they don't then need the time off work. So it seems like a really sensible, wise thing to do. So I was like, that's really cool. So I kind of messaged him to say, look, this is this is great. Well done. Um, I'm a police officer. I'm into wellness and stuff. If there happened to be anything that I could do, let me know. So we'd had a bit of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned this group on Facebook called Adventure 999. And what it is, it's a group for kind of emergency services and frontline people okay. to kind of support their mental and emotional well-being and it's actually um a chap who used to be in the same police force that i was in as well actually who set it up him and his wife she's a paramedic um and it's all about trying to get people out in the mountains go hiking get out in nature like use all these things to really kind of help your mental health and so this chap with a petition told me about the group and so i was like oh okay so i went and had a look at adventure 999 filled in the questions yes i'm a police officer i can you know um join your group type thing Mm -hmm. and then literally this trip to Everest popped up and I was like oh no so I messaged saying have you got any space and is there enough time for me to train between now and May and he's like yeah I was like oh mg so I was like okay this you know and the timing fits perfectly and it's just all like the the planets aligned and it was just perfect timing. So I kind of went and had a chat to my husband about it and he was like, well, yeah, like that's really cool. Just make sure you do research and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so he was supportive of it and he was like, yeah, go for it. And so I was like, oh my goodness. And so, yeah. So then I sort of said, well, yeah, okay, I'm going to actually do it. Oh. And so now there's a group of, I think nine or 10 of us that are going all emergency service people in aid for this kind of the mental health um sort of awareness and there's another company that they have um teamed up with actually called front um frontline foundation um and they are their community interest um company and they're basically they're a charity and they want to be able to help people in the emergency services to get them you know uh, help them with their mental welfare um and the mental health well-being um to send them on adventures and it, it, it it could start with like going for a cup of coffee with somebody or it could be a full-blown adventure where you um, go and climb Mount Everest or something like that. <laughs> so it's a really good um, charity. Um, I'm just going to give them a little bit of a plug if that's all right. So Yes, please. www.frontlinefoundation.org. Um, you can donate if anybody wanted to kind of like donate a little bit to charity, then that would obviously be lovely. But it's awesome. really nice. These two groups are kind of like working together to be able to kind of get people out and up those mountains. And eventually it will be the, the money that they raise from the charity will help people to do that as well. Um, so it's a really good cause. And I just think what better thing to do than to protect your mental health before you get sick? Like, let's create that mental resilience. Ah, yes. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And and part of of creating that mental resilience is exercise and getting outside. Absolutely. Being out in nature, um, exercise as well. That will release all the endorphins. Um, Mm. Being out in nature, that changes your brain's physiology as well. There's so many benefits. I could just talk for hours, but I won't. Um, But you can just Google, like, benefits of being in nature. You know, it reduces stress. It reduces anxiety. It kind of, obviously, if you're moving as well, it's got the physical benefits of all of that stuff. You know, it reduces your... um, like your blood pressure it calms the nervous system it's really really 
good being out in nature and actually being out in nature is better than being out just like being outside is good anyway fresh air but if you can be outside where there is you know there's some grass or there's some trees even if it's just a park that has been proven to be better for you than just being outside walking around a town so if you can kind of actually get where there's some greenery then try to to do that every day really and um i did hear a while ago a statistic that something like we spend either 90 or 95 percent of our time indoors and if you think about it you sleep and right. then you wake up and then you get into your car and then you drive to work and then you're in your office all day and then you drive home and then you might go to the gym, but that's inside as well. And so then if you think about it, actually, how much time are you spending outside? Not a lot. So it's a really good thing to make that concerted effort to kind of get outside in nature. Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is it? that? That's interesting. Um, the comparison between just like being out and about and like walking along, you know, the city or whatever, and then actually getting mm. to some greenery, like just out into the, yeah, into actual nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's a study I was reading. Well, I started to read it this morning, actually. So, oh, that's interesting. I so, wonder, it must have something to do with the pace, like the noise. It's quieter in nature. It's just kind of more peaceful. Right? I think it is like the serenity about it and, you know, the lack. Because I think there's lots of people, isn't there, generally in an urban sort of setting. And there's like yeah. cars and there's traffic and there's noises and there's lights and there's just a lot of stimulation kind of going on. Whereas nature is kind of more peaceful. It's quieter. It's more serene. It's like there's not much moving. Yes. Yeah, it might be a bit of like waterfall or, you know, a, a squirrel might run out in front of you or something like that. But it's not fast paced. It's just kind of that calm. Yes. Yeah. When I first moved to the city, I, cause I, again, grew up in Magneto one, I found it really overwhelming. Oh yeah? Yeah. And I really hated it for the first while. Oh, bless you. <laughs> it was just like, cause I look out my window and there'd just be another house or people. Yeah. And I was just like, I hate looking out my window and just looking into somebody else's window. Mm -hmm. And it took me quite a few years to finally be okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. Cause and you like it now? Yeah, I do. Good. Yeah. And the beauty of here, though, as well, is you're never really very far from nature at all, are you? You're just no, like not a, at all. Just pop into a park or like mm -hmm. just drive five minutes out of the city and you've mm -hmm. got, you know, so much like with lakes and hikes and just fabulous. I, oh, I love it. Actually, Halifax was, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to mess this up. But it was something to do with it's like the seventh city, uh, like it, it got recognized as uh, the seventh most nature it's basically like a city that has lots of trees and whatever it's like kind right. of like a a tree city what a uh environmental not not environmental oh dear lord i hope that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i hope that everyone who's listening knows what i'm saying it's like it's like nice it's kind of like integrated nature nature into the city okay there we go oh my gosh that was a struggle um but yeah and that was one thing that i really noticed about it too even when i moved here it was hmm. just like there's trees in the city you yeah. know, like you're kind of like going and it's just like it's kind of just everywhere. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. Yeah, it is yeah. a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. Halifax. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, OK, but yeah, that's um, that's really fascinating. And I think that like it sounds like that's something that has been kind of known for mm. ever. I think right? it's new, like, is it? I think just it's it's like forgotten and then reminded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes me think of my dad actually because mm. his psychiatrist was always like you need to make sure you get out in nature every day oh, and cool. yeah and that's the thing that he actually still does and I kind of think that probably has a lot to do with why he's doing as well as he is right. for his condition oh good yeah because usually so statistically and this is I mean if you're a new listener my dad's been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder 
statistically people who have even just schizophrenia are usually in prison or homeless and my dad is neither of those oh good and i think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that he is outside every day right like he's mostly outside so figuring out those things that you can do to yourself to be able to kind of take care and help yourself that's yeah good yeah yeah i think so mm. yeah anyway so very interesting yeah. there we go get outside in nature kids get outside in nature <laughs> um yesterday we actually went for a little walk with the kids you know and we went through the woods and then went to a playground and then we kind of walked around a little bit more and it was so nice like it was mm. just like oh yes right yes this is so nice yeah and um like we try to take the kids out on adventures but mm -hmm. I think that one of the things is like kind of working into your schedule to daily just kind of get outside and do like a little bit of that yeah 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 for sure we um yesterday we went to the salt marsh trail where's that um dartmouth really yeah it's really nice it's it's long it's flat it's straight so it's or not ideal training really but <laughs> 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 but it's just like this long path between sort of um on the edge of the seaside um and there's water on both sides and there's uh, it's just long sort of goes towards lawrence town okay yeah it might, is it an old train track or is it an old like atv or something like that okay yeah anyway it's probably really good for kids. You can get them on their push bikes as well. Uh, flat, long, straight, lovely. And uh, we saw six eagles. <gasps> it was really cool. We were walking up to a bridge and there was an eagle sat right on the bridge. And we we're like, oh, that's amazing. And then it flew off. And then it flew to like um, an area where there was another five of them. So it's like six eagles all together. It was really cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, nice. that's so cool. Yeah, and it was a beautiful day yesterday. It was so sunny oh, and crisp. So cold. It was cold. Cold. Yeah. But beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. Mm. And it's funny how, like, you know, if you get outside enough, then you get used to it being cold and then you're not yeah. as affected by it. Yeah, you just put more clothes on. <laughs> you just put more, yeah. <laughs> or um, walk faster. Yeah, keep yourself warm. Yeah. We have a friend who says there's no bad weather, just bad bad clothing. Absolutely, or, yeah. yeah and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what came into my mind, actually, that saying. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never, I hadn't heard that saying until he said it. Mm. He's huge into, like, hiking and being cool. outside, so. My mm -hmm. brother is, too. Anyway, um, before we wrap things up, mm. I did want to go over that list of what we had addressed in a previous podcast about just yeah. like taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And do you mind just going through? No, like, I'm happy well, to go through. Um, and we could always talk another day about like in more detail. But yeah, okay. like, these are just sort of 17 practices for kind of self-love, if you like. It's just self-care and things that you can do that really can help your mental health yeah um the number one is sleep and i think that's something that people are really beginning to kind of like focus on again now is that actually like just like make sure that you get enough sleep yeah and, and i saw an interesting thing the other day that said you know um like a week of losing an hour's sleep or say a week of losing two hours sleep a night that's the equivalent of two nights of no sleep at all I think, oh when you think about it like that you wouldn't want to have two nights with no sleep and then have to like do your, you know, your job or life. Right. Yeah. So even just losing an hour or two hours every night, that can have that, that much of a detrimental effect on you. So sleep is really important. So, you know, getting into a good kind of bedtime routine. I like don't have your iPad or in the bedroom. Don't have television in the bedroom. Don't watch TV too late. You know, have like kind of lower lighting. Um, don't drink caffeine. All those sorts of things. There's loads of loads of things we could talk about anyway I said that I wasn't going to talk about each one in depth so I'll try not to do that for everything else so no no it's okay it's so interesting and I would actually like to have a podcast where we focus mm. more on this so this will be like a teaser for all of you Ooh. Ooh. okay should I just read through my list 
Yeah, okay. Okay, so sleep, nutrition, mm. uh, exercise. Yeah, amen. Learning. Oh. Mm. Yeah, stretch that mind. Stretch the mind. Mm. Meditation. Mm. Visualization. Ooh, okay, yeah, <laughs> questions. <laughs> but we'll get into it later. Okay. Uh, affirmations. Journaling. Coaching. Even coaches have coaches. I like that. Yeah. Um, connecting with people. So people who nourish your soul. People you like being mm. around. Uh, community. Find your tribe. Uh, contribution. So giving something back to society. Creativity. Like in whatever way it is for you. Whether it's painting or drawing or knitting or cooking or whatever it is. Creativity is mm. good. Uh, gratitude. That's a really big one. Um, set your boundaries up as well. Say no to people that don't have toxic people around. That's, you know, protect that's a hard yourself. one, but yeah. Yeah. Um, being out in nature, which we've kind of covered quite a lot. Mm. Um, and then spirituality, sort of your values and like how you treat others and yourself and, you know, your kind of code of ethics almost really, just the way that you want to live your life is to just, just be good. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> yeah. So there's quite a lot to talk about in that, isn't there? There is but, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I feel like we little, could have a whole episode of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do that next time. Okay, cool. Sounds let's good. do that next time, and then we'll have another one after you come back from <gasps> Everest. <laughs> <laughs> we have two more episodes together, at Yay! least. <laughs> I really love talking with you. I love talking to you, too. And you you definitely are one of those people that, when I'm around you, it is something that like nourishes me. Oh, so, thanks, like, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> And thank you for taking the time again to come out here. Oh, you're very welcome. And be here. And thank you for putting up with me when I made us an hour late. <laughs> it was one of those mornings. <laughs> and I just, I really appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. And everyone listening, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We really do appreciate it. And just know that wherever you are, we're sitting here loving you. So goodbye. Bye.